Welcome to the Fin Nation podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together. Success does not have a definition. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm your host, White Gannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back, Fim Nation. Today, I have Alexandra, who is a virtual events expert. She helps business owners grow and scale through virtual events. And we all know in this day and age that that is a big deal. So I'm so excited to have Alexandra here today. Thank you for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. All right, let's start with the main question of the the time together. How did your entrepreneurial journey begin? Well, it began a few years ago, actually, when I quit my corporate job and I decided to spend more time with my kids and family. I just, you know, I didn't want to stress of having a boss, of having the nine to five, the commute and just coming home so tired and not being able to read a book to my kids. So I decided I don't want to have that. And I started my research, thinking about what I can do and how I can utilize my skills. So online business came in the search and I have to be very honest, I had no idea about anything in terms of the online business and the online world at all. And so I started researching, thinking about the ways to get into it. And I just took up some gigs, some virtual assistant gigs, basically, because that was easiest for me to do. And I've done event planning in my corporate job before. So I helped firstly with offline events. So I was organizing retreats for coaches and also for corporates, team meetings and all that. And what I really liked about the online aspect is that I could work from anywhere. And I'm a big traveler. Well, nowadays it's on hold, but uh, I really like to travel. So I thought that having an online business is amazing. I can work from anywhere. I can take my kids on vacation and, you know, have this image with a laptop on the beach, you know, <laughs> um, this kind of um, <laughs> story. And slowly, I transitioned into virtual events, helping firstly corporate clients to organize webinars, summits, and then I moved to helping coaches and business owners do the same. And slowly, I transitioned just into virtual events and started teaching because I found virtual events so powerful. They scale your business in such a short amount of time. And I was really, really happy to yeah, to find it because it's really such an, nowadays we have it all the time, especially with the pandemic, but before it wasn't used as much, it wasn't utilized. And what I still find today, it's not utilized in a strategic way. So entrepreneurs would organize virtual events without really having a plan behind it. So I help entrepreneurs, coaches, creators really think about the bigger picture of the business and really use the virtual events to the maximum extent to make sure that they really can grow the businesses with them. That's amazing. And obviously, you know, this year really kind of threw us all, you know, deeper into that space. Um, but I am one of those people that at the very beginning of March, well, 
the beginning of this time frame in March, I would say, you know, this transition time frame, I just went out there and said, I have people in my network. Let me put on a virtual event. I didn't have any rhyme or reason for it. You know, I just wanted to help people, you know, and my network be able to get their message out there to help potentially help people. So I understand the not, lack of having, you know, um, a well thought out plan. However, that one wasn't intended to have a well thought out plan. Time was of the essence. And so I was just like, let's not hold this up. Let's be helpful. But having a well thought out plan can really be beneficial for the bit, their business in what they're bringing across the table to the people that are coming to it. But I want to ask you a question in your entrepreneurial journey before I dive into, you know, what that look, you know, what, what virtual summits look like more. Did you think that the entrepreneurial journey was going to be easier? than it was or what was it what you expected? Uh, it's an excellent question because it was much harder than I expected it to be. <laughs> I think so many people encounter that. And I must be honest, um, in the beginning, I was very doing a lot of Googling because from the corporate job, you usually do the internet. So you don't use the social media platforms as much because it was an international firm. So you would Google. So it was a habit of mine to just Google the results. And then I came across all these fantastic coaches who were saying, oh, you can, you know, do a few hours a day and then you have your business done and it's amazing. And I bought it. I must be totally honest with you. I absolutely bought it. And I was so wrong because then when I went into the social media platforms and actually talked to moms who had kids who were, who were owning an online business, I realized that I was not alone, but it was a much harder journey that it was sold to me in the beginning. What did you do to really, and I'll use the word grind because it's kind of what it is. What did you use to grind through that? Was it the desire to, to fulfill your why, to be able to create something? Did it become, you know, kind of this addiction to game or beat the system, you know, to make it work? Or, you know, what was it that helped you get through the realization that it wasn't going to be as easy? You know, it wasn't going to just arrive on a silver platter. And it was going to take some, you know, some serious determination. How did you grind through that? What was it? Well, firstly, it was my family the motivation to actually do that and give my children the lifestyle that I was dreamed of. I must be honest, it was my one first goal. And I can't say there wasn't a moment when I just felt like throwing the towel. But yeah, but I, I think that maybe it's also how I was raised is that you really have to finish whatever you start. And that was mm -hmm. really driving me forward that I've started it. I've invested so much time and energy in it. I just can't let it fall midway. I just have to work it through. And I've decided that I would have days within maybe after a few weeks when I felt like, okay, I'm really tired of this hassle. I'm really tired of being there all the time. And I just said, I'll take one or two days where I totally rewind. I say, okay, I'm not even opening my phone. I'm not opening internet, nothing, no Facebook. And I'm just there for my family, for myself. I'm going to read a book, you know, a hardcore book, not a Kindle one. <laughs> and it really helps me be in touch with myself, getting a bit of a rest. And for me, actually, the breakthrough was with the virtual events uh, because that just kind of gave me that push and allowed me to move to the next step. And then afterwards, it's just, you know, you know, when, when you reach a certain level, when you reach a certain plateau, mm -hmm. it just becomes easier. You have to push through the start when you need to be visible, when you need to be consistent, when you need to be out there, when you have a really low audience and you just 
you know, need to motivate yourself to to get going. So, mm-hmm. and did you kind of spin inside of that grinding, pushing through phase? You know, to get to the point where when the virtual events, you know, helping people, helping business owners with the virtual events, really became a focal point for you and your business. Did you try a bunch of different things? Did you try? Did you like test waters and see? You know. Ooh, this sounds like it might work. Nope, I don't love that. This is not what I'm going to do. And in the struggle of testing the waters and not becoming discouraged in it, how did you determine something that you really loved? So that's two questions. I know I'm asking you two questions inside of that, but how did you determine that it was going to be virtual summits was going to be kind of your zone of genius? Well, yeah, testing the waters. I think it's it's really great that you're asking that because I find that not many people talk about it. A lot of mm-hmm. people talk about the success, kind of the tip of the iceberg, but many do not or do not want to really reveal those moments where they were trying all sorts of different strategy until they found what works for them. And I really appreciate that because different things work for different people. Right. And depending on, as you say, your area of genius and what you prefer and your character, so many different aspects. So I did try different things. I tried the CEO part um, because, as I say, I was a Google girl. So mm-hmm. I tried to do the CEO with the website, um, doing blogs. And honestly, it didn't work as well. It was so much work. And I was trying to push through all these keywords. And I was reading up on how you do that. But it just didn't work, honestly. It didn't work. And parallel to that, I was also doing quite a lot on LinkedIn because that's where uh, my kind of low-hanging fruits were for my connections. Mm-hmm. And but that worked only for the kind of VA type of gigs that I was getting. And yeah, and then when I moved more into the social media aspect, that's where it became easier for me because I was able to connect with people on a more intimate level, have conversations, have chats, get to know my audience better, get an idea of what my audience needs. And I got the courage from the support and also through some of the vulnerabilities that some of the entrepreneurs were open to share. Mm. I thought, I'm not alone. I can go through it. And even if it's not perfect, I need to go and try it. And I must say, it was such a great support for me, even though those people were miles away in different continents, but them sharing their vulnerabilities and the parts that they said, okay, you know, I was also there. I was also downloading all those freebies. I was also reading all those blogs and trying all this, listening to all those different coaches and, you know, this glitter uh, syndrome that whatever shines, you just think, oh, this is a strategy just going to bring it to me. And I think so many of us have been there. Because when you're entering something new, you're not sure what will work for you. And you do want your results quickly. I think it's absolutely normal for us that we want to achieve it as fast as we can. And it takes time for everything. It takes time. It takes time for you to get to know your audience. It takes time for you to get to know yourself. And through that, I realized, okay, but I've been helping entrepreneurs do virtual events. So why not host my own virtual event and build my reputation from that? And that's where I got the courage to actually not do it for others behind the scenes, but be there as a host in the front and do the first virtual event. It was nerve wracking. <laughs> I will admit to you, <laughs> absolutely nerve wracking, the first one. But once you do it, you become so 
So better that each time you attempt a new one and you grow so much personally, not only businesses, but personally as well. So even from that perspective, I would recommend everybody to do a virtual event just because it's such an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. It is. Actually, you learn a lot from immersing yourself in that kind of a world. And then you appreciate the back end of other people that are putting on those virtual events. You really understand where, you know, the work that they're putting into it too. I mean, so it's kind of that understanding, that mutual understanding just from doing one, even if it's you know, with not a plan, <laughs> which is hard still, but even with not a plan, you still understand what goes into the back end of creating something like that. But would you say that really getting to, to feel connected to your audience and feel connected to the bigger world picture was what makes something not seem like a lot of work? It makes it more enjoyable, I would say, because you connect with real people and you see that you can help them. You see how excited they are to achieve their results. And when you give them an advice, a tip, or you develop a strategy with them and you see it works for them, it's so fulfilling and it really gives you that extra energy to continue. I find that Mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. And that's why I appreciate the social media platforms a lot because you can really connect. You can just hop on a chat or a quick call and, and talk and get to know each other. And from there, you really... Um, develop those relationships and relationships are so important in whatever you, we do, in whatever oh. field it is. Yeah. It's really the key because um, even when you do the virtual events or whatever you plan, the your audience, the speakers, the partners, if you really nurture those relationships genuinely, if you have in your mind that you want to serve, that you want to help, and I'm sure it's overused, you know, you want to serve your audience, but it's true that it is true. Mm-hmm. If you have that mindset it makes everything else so much easier. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So much truth in what you're saying there. I want to touch on uh, a little bit of virtual events, uh, you know, kind of your zone of genius, your stuff. What is a couple of good top tips? If you could give the fir- number one or number two for someone that is thinking about starting a virtual event or putting on a virtual event, what are the top things you would say? Absolutely. Don't forget to think about this. Yeah, it's it's great that you're asking that. Thank you. Because I like to start from the beginning when you do the virtual events, really from the basics. So when you're thinking about the virtual event, first you think about your business. So where are you at at the moment and where do you want to go? So if you're just thinking about growing your audience, maybe you're not really happy with your growth and you want to give it a little bit of a booster, or maybe you want extra profits or you want to get connected with certain niche experts and be with them kind of on the same plateau. Just think about what what do you want at the moment? What does your business and you yourself need at the moment? And from there, think, all right, so maybe I need to grow my audience. Then a summit is a great way to do that. It's a lot of work, but you could do a smaller summit, a one-day summit, a three-day summit with 15, 20 speakers so that's not too overwhelming. And that will bring you the audience. When you've got the first step, so where you want to go, the next one is who are you going to serve? So your audience, of course, is it your whole audience? Is it a subset of your audience? What pain point are you addressing? So the what? What is the urgent need that the audience has at the moment that you can help them solve? So if you got these three things right, so why? Why are you hosting it? Who are you doing it for? And what are you going to cover? 
that really forms a really solid basis for your event. And from there, everything will fall into place. And it will make it easier for you to find speakers, to get the flow of the event, to decide the structure. But if you know where you want to be taken with this event and what pain point you want to be solving for your audience, you're absolutely golden. So I want to go back to that first one you said, because I think a lot of people miss this piece of it. And and I'm going to frame this question to you because even in the online space, it's still a business. We still have a business, right? A lot of people, a lot of solopreneurs, a lot of very small businesses, a lot of people starting out, they fail to remember that it is still a business. So it's okay to think of your business first. I mean, that's not selfish. That's okay to think of your business first because again, we can be philanthropic. We can do it for a greater cause, but we still also need to be okay with feeling selfish and thinking of our business first. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. You're so right. Because we are business owners, we are earning money and we are supporting our families. And that's also part of being the greater good because the money that I'm earning, I'm going to put in the education of my kids. I'm going to take them on a travel that's going to be really mind opening for them. So it's also part of a greater good. So there's no, one shouldn't hesitate thinking about this way. And I'm so glad that you've mentioned it because especially I find a lot of coaches in the wellness areas or mindset areas, they feel like they need to serve. They can't be asking for money, but you are providing a great service and putting together an event when you bring in speakers in a topic that's going to solve somebody's problem is a a huge amount of work. So I think it's really normal to be rewarded for it. Mm -hmm. And I think this, that's a conversation that could that needs to have more focus on it. I really do. And I'm so glad that you brought that up as, you know, the very first tip to think of is what about your business? Because truly that's what this is. If we want to just do something for the sake of doing it, you know, that's more of a charity type, you know, uh, focus. And there's place and time for that as well. But if you have a business and you're running a business and you're, you know, intending to grow your business, through the use of virtual events with virtual summits, which is an amazing opportunity, it is a business. And I so want the listeners just to make sure they focus on that. You have a business. It's a business. <laughs> hey, Fem Nation. I know you are called to lead something great. Are you wondering what the next best step is for you? I have a next best step. I invite you to walk with me through the Become Unstoppable Challenge. Join me on a 21-day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21-day challenge by using code FEM2020. That's F-E-M 2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, that's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. So tell me a little bit about what kinds of virtual summits, you know, just various different ways, different components that people can put together. What are some of the neat things that you've seen people, 
use or provide as a virtual summit? Well, there's so much out there, honestly. Um, what I really like as online summits are actually small summits. I call them flash summits or they can be called one-day summits. I really like the structure and I really want uh, list, your listeners to consider it as a start, especially if you're just jumping into virtual events for the first time. It's a really neat and great structure to consider because it's a bit of a between a virtual summit and a workshop in a way because mm. you, yeah, you, you're providing a lot of training. So it's not your normal virtual summit where you just sit there, a bunch of presentations. It's more actionable. So, and it's really narrows down on a specific topic, super, super, super narrow. So you want to solve a problem, a particular problem for your audience, but be as narrow as, as you can. I mean, just niche down until it really hurts. So one of the great um, models that you could use for when you are organizing virtual summit is actually doing those flash summits. It's a very short event, usually one day where you really nail down a specific problem of your audience. So you really niche down until it absolutely hurts. You do one specific problem and you present a series of workshop type of presentations. So here you need to be really strict with your speakers. So no generic presentation. It has to be super action steps, very educational, something that your audience can implement straight away. And the way to do it more generally is you have a theme and then you say, okay, you're solving a particular problem for your audience. For example, they have a fear of going live and you take the different components of what can help them to solve that problem. And these different components will become your topics. So now you have topics and then you get a speaker who is an expert on this topic. Don't forget to include yourself. Absolutely necessarily yeah because you want to be one of the experts among everybody else right. and you can have nine maybe even seven presentations and it's not going to take you a lot of time to put together all you need is a landing page seven presentations from the speakers and they can even send you a pre-recorded version if you don't have time to put it together and present it as a workshop as a training workshop as a mini summit name it as you want it uh, and accelerate i mean you can really be very creative in a name and your audience is going to love you because they're going to get a specific solution to a very specific and urgent that's absolutely important problem that they have and what better you can do you can organize a series of these flash summits or little workshops and plan the series out. I mean, that's really my big point. You have to plan things in advance. So maybe you can do one every two months and you present it as a series of those mini summits throughout the year. So it's great for your publicity as well because it's easier to advertise that you are a series of, let's say, six um, one-day mm -hmm. summits. It's great for your audience because they have something to look forward to. And you can monetize it in a great way because you can sell one workshop or you can sell a whole series. You can present different pricing packages for them. So that's a great way to do a summit differently. And for those of you who do not have a lot of time, this is really not going to take much of your effort at all. And then if I may also add a second model that I'm experimenting with myself now is actually merging virtual summits and, merge, and virtual retreats. Because now also with the pandemic, a lot of virtual retreats 
being now held by a lot of coaches because we cannot meet and they are mm -hmm. working very well as well. I mean, just a simple Zoom meeting where you teach somebody how to breathe or teach them a dancing step or something. And what is really great is to integrate theoretical presentations with practical classes. So when you are considering a bigger event, maybe a three or five day event, do not pile it up with just presentations. Please don't do it because it's old. You know, it's been overused. Mm -hmm. So integrate some practical classes, maybe have a, a mindset coach that has a hot seat session with some of your audience members or get an expert and you can have ask them anything question or have a breathing exercise uh, session. Really diversify. That's my second, second big tip. Diversify. Do not go the classical way, but use all the different Uh, session types that are out there, be creative, throw a virtual party at the end. Why not? Have a themed party and people will love it. So I hope this is helpful. Absolutely helpful and really diversifying. I find that that's fascinating to me because so many people tend to try to stay in their lane, you know, like business owners. They're just like, okay, well, if we're just, you know, if my focus is on being a business strategist, you know, for For an example, if someone says, I'm a business coach and I love to help businesses strategically grow, you know, with whatever their mode is, but they stay in the business strategy lane, even if they bring in experts that they know in their network to teach um, a specific topic inside of that lane, they're still staying in their lane. But yet if they diversify that and they open it up a little bit, it doesn't feel like it's just constant teaching inside of that summit. It's going to feel like it's an experience. And that's what those retreat type summits are going to, you know, where they're going to benefit is because it becomes the experience. Very, 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 two very good examples. And I absolutely, absolutely adore calling it a flash summit. I think that is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. You know, so anyways, everybody out there listening, you heard it from Alexander first. Flash summits are a thing. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> So let me ask you back to your entrepreneurial journey just a little bit. How do you define success? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. I love it because success means different things for all of us. For me, success is really achieving the life that I want and serving the audience that I'm there to serve in a way, in the best way possible. So when I achieve results for my clients, I feel that I'm really on the tip of the summit on the tip of the mountain because it's such a fulfilling and that's for me really great success because you can pass your knowledge to somebody else and they are able to receive it and implement it um, I mm -hmm. find it absolutely amazing mm -hmm. and how do you want to grow where do you go from here oh <laughs> that's a good one too <laughs> Well, um, I'm actually uh, starting a coaching academy. That's really uh, one of my big dreams is to really systematize what I'm teaching and to all the um, audience out there, to my clients. So I really want to have a, a big academy, really a virtual events academy where I'm with a team able to continue diversify the events where I can continue to experiment with the events. I can really grow into a little online university where we have programs and courses and coaching sessions with the clients and 
yeah, we really want to stay in that lane. And I feel that the virtual events, there's so much more to it. And they will change as we continue our online business journey. I mean, we've seen that we, even the last few months, there's been so many changes also in the softwares and how you approach them. So things will continue to change. And I really be, want to be at the forefront of those changes and experiment so much with it that I can give the best and the newest um, to those who are interested in it. Absolutely. And that sounds amazing because there'd be so many opportunities for you guys to be pretty much the leaders of virtual summits and the capacity of how they can be built out. I can see that being extremely beneficial out there for all of those people looking to do virtual summits. My last question for you is how has the entrepreneurial journey changed you? Oh, it changed a lot, really a lot. I think being an entrepreneur is not just about running a business, earning money, but you have to change yourself. And it it didn't come to me straight away, I must admit. Um, It's something that I had to, sometimes in a painful way, to realize throughout the years that you have to change your lifestyle. You have to change your outlook on life. You have to change how you treat yourself, how you treat your mind, your body. Because if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to be healthy. And I'm not saying healthy in the classical way, Mm -hmm. but you really have to look out for yourself. You have to be in tune with who you are, what makes you most productive, most creative. And also you have to embrace this lifestyle. I mean, it's not about just, okay, I've posted something online and you know it got me so many followers. It's about who you are as a person, what you represent. And if you are the torch that leads people after you, if you can guide them and light them the way, and if you can live that example. And it's something that I'm working on every day. I mean, none of us is perfect. Right. But I love that it stimulates me to do that because I didn't have that stimulus before, right? In my mm-hmm. nine to five, it really, I think this, being a business owner, being an entrepreneur really motivates you to embrace your life in a much fuller sense. That's what I feel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is a journey. And I think it feels like at first that it wears you down a little bit, but it's not wearing you down. It's molding you into being a very, very, very aware entrepreneur that can ebb and flow, that can grow, that can expand and is, you know, deeper into the lifestyle being an entrepreneur. I've said it before. It is one of the highest forms of personal development out there. Truly is. Yeah, I really agree with you. And I'm so glad that you mentioned the self-awareness. I think it's so important. And I think it's also fine to realize your mistakes and your shortcomings, Mm -hmm. because as I say, it's a journey and we have time to work on it. We don't have to change tomorrow. As long as you have your direction before you, your goal before you, just keep on going. And I have this really great friend of mine who told me, if you have a goal, run towards it. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, lie down and face in the direction of the goal. So as long as you're facing, you're definitely going to get there. Absolutely. You have a freebie for the audience called Summit Secrets. Tell us just a little bit of what that is, what they're looking forward to. Um, It's an email course and I've developed it so to help everybody who is thinking about planning a virtual summit to overcome this initial fear of where do I start, what do I do? So it has a set of lessons which walks you through all the steps that you need to take to plan a virtual summit with some homework there. So to make sure that you actually do take the action. 
And afterwards, you'll have a definite plan of what you need to do to plan a summit. And all you need to do is implement it. Amazing. Thank you. And we will have that hyperlinked in the show notes. So guys, be be sure to jump in on that opportunity. Where can the audience find you, connect with you, Alexandra? I think the best way is actually my Facebook group that I've recently opened because I'm in the group all the time. There are other creators and event planners there, and we all learn from each other in tech. So it's Virtual Events Lounge. Um, if you type it in the Facebook, you'll find it. It's really the best way and easiest way to connect with me. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been really enlightening to talk about something that is beneficial for everyone, but maybe it's just so many people don't know where to start with it. And the tips that you've shared and the knowledge and your expertise has been nothing short of amazing. So thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Awesome, guys. Make sure you look at the show notes and link back to Alexandra. Take her up on her offer there. And as always, keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to the Femination Podcast. If you'd like to continue the conversation, have a no BS place to ask your business questions, and connect with like-minded women entrepreneurs, join the Fem community, our free group on Facebook. And don't forget to check out the next 21-day challenge at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Let's crack the door to what's possible when you begin leading yourself first. If you love this show, subscribe and share it with a friend. If this episode impacted you, it would mean the world to me if you left a review so others know what's possible by listening. I'm already looking forward to the next episode with you.